Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to lean a little sporty here for our final half hour, and we'll look forward to your calls on this. The uh, number three sports Canadian Press news stories of the year. Well, let's do it in order. Number one, climate change. Number two, the SNC-Lavalin saga. And number three, the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA title. So that's pretty big stuff in the, in our country that had a lot of news items going on. Here to talk about the impact of the Raptors and that title win is former Canadian Olympic basketball player and member of the BC Sports Hall of Fame, Howard Kelsey, is on the line. Howard, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sterling. Happy to be here. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Well, the same to you. Now, I'm told you're somewhere in Mexico. Is this just a nasty rumor or what? No, it's a true rumor. I'm about 50 meters from the Pacific Ocean in Mazatlan, and I'm honored to have the call and uh, call in. The beauty of technology now. Well, it's great to have you with us, and you're such a basketball guy um, in the Hall of Fame, the BC Sports Hall of Fame, former Olympic player on the Canadian team. It's uh, it's been a big part of your life for a very, very long time. What did you make? Where were you when the Raptors won the title this summer? Um, in games, well, I was by the TV every game, but specifically in Game Seven when or Game Six when they won, I was I was at home watching it and uh, doing multiple interviews. So. Uh, as you know, the country went crazy, and uh, I must have fielded at least 10, 10 interviews that day. So the level of interest in basketball has suddenly gone astronomical in our country. Well, you know, and uh, the celebration with the uh, the trophy procession and parade through the streets of Toronto that took many, many more hours than expected, uh, it was quite a spectacle, wasn't it? Uh, this is no disrespect to hockey, but I don't think hockey would have got 2 million people. So, yes, I don't think any parade in the history of the NBA, and to the best of my knowledge, in any major sports franchise in North America has garnered 2 million as Toronto did. Well, you know, if it's any consolation to you, the last time that Toronto uh, had a hockey championship parade uh, was 1967. <laughs> I was there. I was in high school at the time, and there were not two million of us at that parade. It was an enthusiastic gang, but it, we were nowhere close to two million people. And also the beauty of it is it didn't just touch Toronto. It touched uh, almost every city across our country. So that's another phenomena that we're watching happen that hasn't been there in our culture before. Well, that's true. And it and it's it's uh, it's taking off into other sectors as well because as you know, by way of preparing for this conversation, uh, I I started looking at other Canadian names and it would be impossible and I'm going to open up the phone lines here and ask our listeners across the country, Howard, to join in with what they think is the number one sports story of 2019. Obviously, Raptors fans are going to be all over this one and agreeing with the Canadian press, uh, who put it uh, number three of overall for the year. That includes news as well as sports. But, you know, uh, we've also seen some real uh, advances in other sports with young, rising Canadian stars. How can you possibly talk about 2019 and sports in Canada and not include Bianca Andreescu, for example, Howard? Absolutely. I mean, we're breaking through in many areas that people would have said were not for Canadians 10 years ago. 
Right. And, well, you've got Bianca Andreescu on the women's side and uh, Dennis Shapovalov, a rising young star on the men's side. Suddenly, world tennis includes Canadian names in their top ten lists for the first time in a long time. No disrespect intended to other stars from previous years, but it's we're coming on in, in a way that we, I don't think, have been seen before. Well, I thought Shapovalov took Rafael Nadal as far as he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was extremely impressed as well. So yes, we're 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 knocking on uh, on world prominence now, whereas before we would be happy just to be close in a quarter or a semi. Exactly. Now, Howard, I did open up the phone lines. It's 1-800-263-2428 and did invite our listeners across the country to jump in uh, as we uh, take a few moments and relax a little bit on a Sunday afternoon, football games on in the background and all that stuff, and just talk about the big sports stories of 2019. Andrew in Toronto has has some thoughts on this, so let's include some of our listeners going forward. Andrew, welcome. Hi, how you doing? All right, thanks. So what did you think about the number one sports story of the year? Well, it's clearly the Raptors. It kind of captivated everybody across the country. You, you saw viewing parties in, you know, places that you'd never thought they probably even played basketball sometimes. Right. Uh, so, like, I think that's, that's the big story of the year. For me, the, the one that on the news story that didn't get on the, the list was the, the manhunt for the two boys from uh, two young men from D.C., that's that interesting. Was, that was there, on there for sure. It was, and it was it was top five. Uh, it the 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 manhunt for the young men from Port Alberni, British Columbia, who ended up uh, up in the muskeg of northern Manitoba, killing themselves after killing other people. That was quite a dramatic story, Andrew. And it was in the top five, uh, particularly strongly supported from Western Canada, just for the curiosity of it all. But uh, number th- so number one was climate change. Number two, SNC Lavalin, and number three overall was the Raptors title. Andrew, thanks for your call. Uh, to you, Howard, you're a former Canadian o- o- Olympic basketball player, and your job, part of your job as a team member back in the 80s was to take the game of basketball to the people of Canada as a member of their Olympic team. You put on exhibition games and clinics and did all sorts of things, but the level compare the level of response in the mid-80s to what we've just seen in 2019. Well, the, it's, they're two different things, and I have to give a lot of credit here to Glenn Grunwald, uh, who is the president and CEO of Basketball Canada currently. Yes. You're going you're to see this June 23rd to 28th in Victoria at the Save on Foods Arena, Team Canada with 8 to 10 NBA players, multiple names of committed. We can go to those names if the viewers want to, but Glenn Grunwald and Clint Hamilton, the athletic director at the University of Victoria, are bringing the pre-Olympic men's qualifier where you will have the MVP of the NBA, Janice Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks, playing for Greece. Yao Ming is the president of China basketball. And Team Canada, more importantly, with Nick Nurse, the head coach of, of the Toronto Raptors. Of the Raptors, so they yeah. MLSE to Team Canada. And you're going to have a much higher profile than we used to enjoy. Sure, yeah. Although we did qualify in each of the years that we uh, attempted to do, 80, 84, 88, and then the last one that Canada's ever qualified was seventh place in the Sydney Olympics under Steve Nash and Jay Triano. Ah, right, 
Right. Okay. Uh, uh, Andrew mentioned uh, when he talked to and, and supported the the Raptors uh, winning the NBA championship as a huge uh, news story and the top sports story certainly in Canada this year. And he made the point, and I thought it was a good one. Andrew mentioned that the Raptors have taken the game of basketball to places and corners in Canada where literally it's never been played before. Understandable, because the reach of the NBA. The NBA is generally regarded as the best-run professional league in the world. Some would argue that FIFA and the World Cup are, but that's not a league. The NBA as a league is generally regarded as one of the best, if not the best-marketed professional league. So with all that marketing and all that reach with television, as you experienced in Toronto and we experienced across the country, even in the U.S., they were surprised at the reaction of Canadians as the Raptors moved into the semis and then the finals. And I don't think that the Raptors this year are out of either again, even though they lost Kawhi Leonard. They have the ability, and the Eastern Conference, they are capable of winning that again, and they are capable of making it to the finals again. And, of course, the pressure uh, this year versus last year is pretty different, though, Howard. Last year, they were an up-and-comer, and maybe, maybe, maybe this might maybe be it. Well, this year, they're the champs, and everybody's going after them. They got a target on their back, but hey, that comes with being a champion. And of that's, course. That's part of what they've been working for. But to, to their credit, they are no longer uh, also Rams getting bounced out in the playoffs. That used to haunt them. Mm-hmm. They're a team that now has taken the championship, and somebody has to go in and take it away from them. So I can see very good things. And also, again, Nick Nurse being brought by Glenn Grunwald and the Canada basketball team. It's no coincidence. It's a very smart move. Sure. Now you've tied MLSC, Toronto Raptors, and Team Canada, and that media following will follow us in Victoria next summer. Hopefully that will be the story of 2020, that Canada basketball can win a medal in the men's Olympics in Tokyo. That would be something. That absolutely would be. Howard, please stand by. Our guest is uh, Canadian Olympic basketball player Howard Kelsey, a member of the BC Sports Hall of Fame, on vacation. He's already ahead of the rest of us. He's already in Mazatlan, Mexico, for crying out loud. Our lines are still open to our listeners across the country. Top sports stories of the year. I thought Vladimir Guerrero Jr., just all by himself, was a, a, a top 10 Canadian sports story. What a fun kid to watch play baseball. Howard Kelsey from the Canadian Basketball Program joining us from his already vacation in Mexico. Thank you very much. And Howard, just before we go back to the lines, you mentioned the component of the Team Canada, the men's team that's going to go to the Olympics and the pre-qualifying round that's coming up in Victoria uh, early in the new year. You mentioned several NBA players on Team Canada. Tell us who some of those players are, please. The ones that have publicly declared are Jamal Murray, Kelly Olenek, Dwight Powell, uh, Kim Birch, R.J. Barrett. Uh, I may be missing a few. Tristan Thompson, Corey Joseph. Uh, those are the, the ones that I have personal knowledge of. And I think the large majority, we'll have 12 on our roster. That's on any Olympic team. That's the maximum you could have. Right. I would say eight to eight of those 12 players would probably be NBA players. And just because they're not in the NBA, I'll give you an example of Melvin Edgem, the two scrubs, and Kyle Wilcher. Those are NBA caliber players. They just don't happen to play in the NBA. But short answer, we'll have a large contingency 
some of our uh, marquee name players in the NBA will play for Team Canada this summer in Victoria at the Savon Foods Arena, June 23rd to 28th. And again, we have to give a lot of credit to MLSE, which would be Masai Ujiri, Larry Tannenbaum, for letting uh, uh, Nick Nurse become the coach. That was orchestrated by Glenn Grunwald. we got to give credit to the city of Victoria, principally Clint Hamilton, the mayor of the city of Lankford, Stu Young, Greater Victoria Sports Tourism Commission Chair Robert Bettauer and his Executive Director Keith Wells, our team at BD Global Sports, uh, Ron Foxtrot played a hand in this, so did Ken and Kathy Shields. Those are the main people that have got the job done through their legacy in basketball. Right. No doubt that Toronto is the center of the universe for basketball, but now on the West Coast, Victoria will be the center of the universe this summer after the NBA Finals. Interesting stuff. June 23rd to 28th, and of course that'll be all uh, televised coverage too as well, won't it? It will be all over the world on FIBA.com, but also we'll have, I'm sure, plenty of coverage on our networks because with these NBA players, half of them bring their own media components. So oh, for the level sure. of interest will be very high. No question about it. It's going to be a lot of fun, too. That's got, let's include some more of our listeners going forward here, Howard. We're in Vancouver next with Fred on the line. Good afternoon, Fred. Well, it's good to hear your voice there, Sterling. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're awesome. Uh, I've been listening to you, I think, forever, it seems. Probably <laughs> since the early 70s. Well, I'm still here. What's on your mind today? Okay, I, I would, I'd like to... Uh, Nominate uh, well Craig Berube for uh, what a ter- he's a Canadian spent a lot of time in BC he did a, a lot without him the St Louis Blues would have never have won the Stanley Cup because uh-huh. he, he is so awesome as a human being we had him in Philly as a player and as a coach and everybody just loves the guy I wish I wish he could run for prime minister I'd vote for him any day. <laughs> Fred, thanks very much for your call and Merry Christmas to you. Appreciate your joining us this afternoon as we pop back into Ontario and check in at Elaine's place next. Elaine, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I would say definitely the Raptors because okay. for the first time, right across Canada, every city and town owned Jurassic Park. We oh, were that's all true. outdoors in the horrible weather. That's right. <laughs> Jumping around, celebrating together. Like, it really brought the country together. Yeah, that's true, and that's a great point to make, and thank you for doing so, Elaine. It's great to hear from you today. Okay, have a Merry Christmas. Well, same to you. Howard, that's true. I mean, we had a, a hundreds, hundreds of little Jurassic Parks all over Canada this year. That was fun. Oh, several have 100,000 outside of uh, uh, Metro Toronto. So, yes, it is very fun. It's also created a cultural phenomenon it's true no question about it uh next caller is from toronto terry hello to you uh, hi sterling my yes sir sports story is uh, has a, a negative spin to it but uh what's bothered me this year has been the ongoing collapse of the toronto Argonauts. ah yeah now, what's what's 90, going on with the cfl of your affiliates right now will be saying oh poor toronto no no <laughs> but no uh, no you see the, it, uh, many of our affiliates have stations have have teams winnipeg calgary edmonton all, all those teams and and regina uh, too is they their teams are huge they're popular they're a big big deal the cfl needs montreal toronto and vancouver and that the game in all three of those cities is just about dead and that's really wrong so what's yeah. going on what, what do you make of that terry why 
that is actually that that was actually my second point, and, and I, I see part of the problem uh, being the the uh, uh, lack of an even distribution between the East and the West, and the date for a, a maritime team where they seem to be just throwing a dart at a dartboard and guessing when we're going to have one. But I think if we can if we can get the East and the West five teams each, even mm-hmm. matched. I think it's going to make the game, it's going to bring more meaning to the game. Might even save it. Yeah, I appreciate your call, Terry. Thanks very much for joining us. Howard, you're a sports guy and have been for decades, and you're a BC guy, and you've watched the Lions, I want to say, fall out of favor. They've just, they've just, passed the city has passed them by same deal in toronto uh, and it's not because they're not well it depends on the quality of the product on the field obviously but something's wrong in the three markets the cfl needs the most to survive it's where the least interest is uh, are you asking me for some critique on, on that? Yeah, but well, what, you're a sports guy. You've had a lot of exposure to professional sports organizations over your lifetime. What happened to the big market CFL teams? Where where did they lose their their people? Well, again, I'm not an expert on, on football, but I can, in terms of sports management acumen, one of the areas that I think, and I would agree with the caller, you can't have every team except one in each conference making the playoffs because it dilutes the value of the playoffs. You have sure. to have two evenly, evenly um, aligned conferences, so I would be in favor of Halifax having a team. And also, you can't play the same team so many times in the year because it's quite redundant, no disrespect. So mm-hmm. it's also when you have a, a, a NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, those are run in a higher level of professionalism, not to be disrespect to the CFL. So they're going to have to step up their game in terms of the delivery because Canadians now, we're spoiled. We're used to the best in the world. And so if it doesn't deliver on the points that the fans are expected, there's a limited amount of uh, funds floating around in those major cities and people are quite picky, so they won't go. And also you're in a large arena. In our case in Vancouver, 63,000. Yeah. Not easy to fill an arena that big. But short answer, I think the CFL will wake up. I have a lot of confidence in MLSE uh, with Toronto, so I, I know they'll make changes. And just like every sport, it's a pendulum. When everything goes down to the bottom, it can only go up. So Toronto, don't despair. You'll be back. And I'm, I have every confidence in the BC Lions. I've been a BC Lions fan all my life. I think we'll be fine. All right, Howard Kelsey, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for taking time out of a busy Sunday afternoon on the beach in Mazatlan. (laughs) Take care. There we go. There's Howard Howard Kelsey from the VC Sports Hall of Fame and, of course, the Canadian Basketball Program. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.